2: You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.
3: Hey, we're live, pal. We are live. This is the dual post-fight show for Bellator 263 and UFC Vegas 33. We just wrapped up the Bellator 263 live press conference stream. We heard from AJ McKee. We heard from Mads Burnell, Scott Coker, Patricio Pitbull as well. And a lot came out of that event in Englewood, California. A lot happened. Despite the card losing a little bit of luster throughout the week, UFC Vegas 33 was very entertaining. A lot of big finishes, a lot of good fights. And if you're an MMA fan, you were spoiled tonight. And we're going to talk all about this with all of you as we welcome you to this doubleheader of a post-fight show. I am Mike Keck. We got Jose Youngs. We got AK Lee. We got the man, the myth, the legend, Sean Elshadi, who wrote some great features heading into this event. So I just realized Sean, that I have okay. Sean's
4: wrong Twitter handle. <laughs>
2: Oh, geez, Look at that. So hey, I'm going to have to, fi- I'm gonna have that to fix that theory. at some
4: point. That's funny. No,
5: no, no, that's good. If you want Sean's thoughts, just come to my account. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're in lockstep with all of our
4: opinions.
5: Oh, I no. So if I, when I tweet something, you can take that as Sean's word as well.
4: Yeah, that's fair. You guys speak yes, free. This is what
5: happens when we don't have Casey producing. We're off to that. a great start here. Don't need him. <laughs> God bless him. He's been doing great work all week uh, on site at, at Bellator 263. Don't need him tonight. Don't need Don't him need right him. now, I should say. We did need him tonight earlier. Don't need him right now.
3: We just heard from him a few minutes ago. So all the Casey yes. Leiden fans were were spoiled with, with Casey's presence. But, Sean, let's begin with you, man. I mean, you are in a couple of great features heading into this Bellator 263 main event. One on Patricio Pitbull and guys who had competed against him and suffered defeats at the hands of Patricio Pitbull in the past. AJ McKee, his rise, some of the legends of the sport who have seen him you know, in the gym as early as three years old. To see what A.J. McKee did tonight, how do you react to all that? Because that was just absolutely ridiculous tonight.
2: I mean, my goodness, man. Uh, This is just more of the same from what we've seen from AJ McKee his whole career, right? But I really didn't, I don't think anybody really expected he could do this to Patricio Pitbull. This was a true star making performance. I feel like we use that term really loosely in this sport and in combat sports in general, calling people, you know, hey, this he's a star, he's a future star, he's that was a star making performance. Nah, man, this was an actual star making performance. Patricio Pitbull came into here in the prime of his career as the undisputed greatest fighter, most decorated champion that we have ever seen in Bellator. And AJ McKee, this whole week, this whole week, I've heard people make comparisons to this week uh, to UFC 194 in a couple different ways. Just sort of the way that that it felt in the air of this young upstart guy coming up and we've been waiting for this fight and these two guys have been sort of staring at each other across the room for for a couple years now. And it's kind of the culmination of all that. And and it really did feel like it sort of had that same UFC 194 vibe. Obviously, that was McGregor Aldo. And man, the way it played out. I mean, to do that to Patricio Pitbull in less than two minutes, and I understand the stoppage was, you know, people – some people have complaints about the stoppage, but that fight was going to end one way or another. AJ McKee might be – I'm i am not – I'm trying not to be too reactionary, and this is a big might, but by the end of this, his career, we might be talking about this guy as an all-time great. This is really somebody who was – grew up his entire life in this game. He might be the first fighter that we have seen fully who was doing this – from the, his, the very beginning right like he was three years old on the mats with rampage jackson and tito ortiz doing this his whole life w- was really leading to this moment and the way that he handled uh the the tournament the the run that he was on through this tournament making short work at everybody and then the way that he handled tonight it felt as though he uh ha- was just wise beyond his years in terms of the way he handled the pressure and the, the experience of all of this Just incredible, man. Honestly, just incredible. AJ McKee might be the best featherweight in the world, and he, I don't know if I'm willing to say he'd be better than like a Max Holloway, but he is certainly in that conversation, and he might be the best non-UFC fighter in the entire world, I think he probably is.
3: It's an interesting point. AJ McKee certainly feels he's the best featherweight in the world, he even said he thinks he's the best pound for pound fighter in the world right now, and you know, when you have a performance like that, you could definitely put him in those discussions, AK, but Sean, AK, Sean was talking about like Star making performances. I don't know about you. I felt like AJ McKee was a star the second he walked out. Him walking out to the perfect song, nothing but a G thing. Everybody in the entire arena was rapping it out. Place went banana, as Pat Patterson used to say back in the old WWE days. I mean it just, he just felt like a star right away just from the the opening seconds he walked out into that cage and he you just felt something big was going to happen like this this had big fight UFC pay-per-view appeal to it did it not like from the second he entered that arena
5: Mike I got the perfect song for you <clears throat> Tell me something girl are you happy in this modern world a star is born, boys. A star is born tonight. People got that reference. I don't need to explain it. This was everything that I feel like. Where do I go from that? This is Good night, everything. everybody. Good night, everybody. I, we need to point uh, out that it's like 2
2: AM where AK is. He it, is I, very I'm, tired.
5: I'm from this is everything that we said. We discussed like all kinds of scenarios that could have come out of this Bellator 263 main event. And a lot of them were positive. We said like, "Oh, if Pitbull won and it went this way, if it was a close competitive fight and it went this way." Like these these are scenarios that still could have been good. You know, there was worst case where if there was like a no contest or if um if Pitbull beat him in definitive fashion and then ended up like running off to to the UFC in the next 3 months, they got I think what is the best way that this tournament could have ended. It was it was a uh... And and it was kind of what I expected, where where I said we would get a we would get a finish, uh we would get one where it wouldn't make either guy look bad. Um I think it made AJ McKee look great. I think if you're a pitbull fan you can kind of go with like oh you know he he got caught he got caught I got hit by a head kick uh you know followed by an uppercut and then the guillotine choke. so you know there's still a sellable second fight probably at 155 pounds, but if you were just putting all your kind of all your all your, you know apples in the the AJ McKee basket, man, you were rewarded. You were rewarded in, in the greatest possible way. Like you said, from when he came out to his performance to how he handled himself at the press conference, this is a guy who maybe he never, you know, we're not saying he can become like a Conor McGregor, Ronda Rousey, Brock Lesnar level star, but is this a guy who can lead a company, who can L, who can take a company like Bellator to a, to another level? I definitely think so. I think there's there's a quiet charisma about him. A confidence. There's an in-cage charisma, which I think is almost more uh, as important as anything else. The, the way he fights, you just look at him. If you had never, if you had never seen him fight before, and you just saw him fight tonight, before he even threw a punch, you would look at him and say, "This guy's a big deal. This, this is someone I, I'm gonna want to keep an eye on in the future." And then he delivers the way he does. And, um, you know. And now I hope people will will dig deeper into his story. Uh, if they read stuff like Sean's feature, go back and read those. Read everything people have written about him. Listen to what he said at the press conference it was a great 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 outcome for uh for uh, Bellator and for Asian McKee and I, I won't sing again but I will repeat that a star a star is born tonight
2: I I have to add too just really quickly jumping in I mean we we talk about tournaments right like Bellator doing this tournament was very ambitious from the beginning you have 16 guys out there it was a really stacked lineup but going back to tournaments even back in the strike force days like there are a lot of ways tournaments can go wrong right we saw this from the very beginning these two guys sort of on opposite sides of the bracket the way this was playing out it's like man if you could have drawn this up bellator could not have asked for a better way this tournament played out right like th- this ultimate result is literally the best possible outcome that bellator could have hoped for and when do we ever say that about tournaments something that that has 16 guys being able to be executed this cleanly And really, again, just leading to this sort of result where they're getting this this big showcase, this fight. This whole night had a a big fight feel. It was very obvious that Bellator was the main attraction here this weekend over the UFC. And to, to see AJ really come through in the end like this, just an unbelievable tournament the whole way through. And again, like when do tournaments ever play out this cleanly and this perfectly? Like Bellator and Scott Coker and all those guys have to just be over the moon right now with how this played out.
3: Absolutely. I mean, look at the 205-pound tournament. They they were like, you know what? We're just going to throw Yoel Romero and Rumble Johnson in the first round. We're just going to get this thing out of the way. We're going to make <laughs> sure this fight happens. And then what happens? We lose Yoel Romero, and we still don't get it. So, yeah, you're you're absolutely right about that. How big of a star can can AJ McKee be? Jose Youngs like, if you're Bellator, do you just send him on the Bellator private jet? to uh i don't even know i was gonna say regis and kathy lee i know that show doesn't happen isn't, <laughs> isn't around anymore but like kelly and kelly and ryan seacrest or whatever like do you, do you just take him on the the national tour right now and just get his face in front of as many eyeballs as possible at this point i
4: tell you what you definitely have to make him some sort of backstage interview interviewer at jake paul tyron woodley i mean how many people watch that fight like how many people are gonna watch that fight that don't even like combat sports like As much as everyone hates Jake Paul, or they, they, I don't want to say hate, like they dislike him strongly. They have some, some opinion or another, a bunch of UFC fans are getting, I, and I said this on the preview show. I don't know anyone that watches just Bellator. I don't know if they exist. I know a ton of people who watch just the UFC. So I know there are some people that didn't watch bellator 263 unfortunately they missed out on an absolutely fantastic magical night i'm sure they're going to tune in to watch tyron woodley fight and i'm also sure uh, there's a whole demographic of people that are going to tune in to watch Jake paul fight you stick aj mckee there with his belt show that that clip show all his highlights show his swagger that he has put his face everywhere that's step one and from there the sky's the limit with this guy man i mean i don't think he said he he hadn't no bad answers at the press scrums. Everything he said, I was captivated by. He has... Mike, and I don't know how much you watch American football, AK, but Sean and Mike, do you remember when, like, there was, like, that search of, like, two years where Clint Portis was, like, much must-watch television on, like, his, sure. his post-fight scrums where he would just, like... He was a fantastic football player, but you needed to know everything about this man just off of his scrums. That is the vibe I got from him. Or I, I just see this colorful character with all these belts and this bottle of champagne and this comically large $1 million check, and I go, I need to know everything about this individual. So stick him in front of everything you can, and he'll do the rest. He's not a guy you need to train for the media. Uh,
5: yeah. I, 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 only, I only watch Canadian football, So we'll, we'll, for, and for other CFL, we'll, I'll say a Milt Stiegel. I think that we'll say Milt Stiegel, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's for my CFL fans out there. Sure. You guys know what I'm talking name. about. I'm sorry. That's that's that's, no. name. Winnipeg Blue Bombers legend, Milt Stiegel. Uh Great, 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 great uh, quote. Great quote all the time.
3: I thought you going to drop Doug Flutie's name. That would have been a lot more people to
5: know
4: where, where you were going with that. Every, Only person who is, you know, you guys know. Anyway, yeah. sticking with fights.
3: I think, going back to you, Sean, on, on the flip side, you get Patricia Pitbull, who handled this loss with, complete class, complete grace. At first he felt like the stoppage was too soon. After watching the replay, he realized his arm started to go limp, didn't have as much of a problem with, with the stoppage. So two part question, a your thoughts on how Patricio Pitbull handled himself after like really his first true finish loss of his career. And then B captain, captain Eric Albertson kind of playing the, the villainous manager role in a way. And, you know, kind of having his fighters back saying, you know what, why are we doing this in the challenger's hometown? We should be doing this in Brazil.
2: Does, does he have a point there? Uh, not only Patricio Pitbull's first like loss by stoppage of his career, but really his first actual loss since like 2015, right? Because the the Benson Henderson one that was just because of an injury. Like that, that was wasn't prequel. a real loss in the real way. So he hasn't. This guy hasn't lost in a really long time, man. All we know from him is winning, uh, and I thought he handled it perfectly. He 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 was classy. Uh, as you said, he didn't really argue with the stoppage much in the post-fight press conference. He he answered everything, you know, family guy, he had his son there. And, and I don't know, I, I, I thought it was a really good showing in terms of a, a post-fight press conference for Patricio. I do understand where Captain Eric is coming from uh, with a lot of the points that we's, he was making about, you know, we're coming in here, we're sort of in enemy territory, we're the two-division champ, we're the Bellator goat, and we have all these things already stacked up against us. But that's kind of just—I mean—that's just what comes with the territory, right? Like I think Casey mentioned it on the on the post fight press stream where it's an American company. Like this is—it is unfortunately for for Pitbull is an American company based in America. They're not going to go to Bel. Or they're not going to go to Brazil anytime soon. So the, whatever, all those demands are not even demands, but requests. I would say for the rematch, that's not going to happen. Like I'm sure the rematch will happen somewhere in the United States. So I definitely understand and sympathize a little bit with with what Captain Eric and the Pitbull team were saying. But unfortunately, that's just part of the part that comes with the territory, right? When you're when you're the the champion of an American promotion like this.
3: Where else can you have this fight, AK? I mean, I, I just felt like it was so big in that in that arena. I just felt like the only place to have this fight. And I get it's AJ's backyard, but you can't have this fight in Mohegan. You can't have it in South Dakota. You just can't. Like MSG, you, Brooklyn. You'd have to. It, I, you, hope, I hope
5: you're not besmirching the good the good name of Uncasville, Connecticut, Mike. A place that is that is that I'm has not. embraced you and you you it was almost like a second <laughs> home to you. I'm uh, just saying you can't have
3: that fight that rematch in that building like tonight
2: tonight wouldn't have felt nearly as big if it was anywhere else i think it could have been it could have been in vegas it could have been wherever else it would not have felt even close to as big uh as it did just being in the forum and being in, in la What's well, it's a good it's a good
4: compromise okay
5: oh just go to can they can they can they go over can they go to the uk i guess i don't know how long when's the next time they're going to be able they're to try, going I mean, travel they're so
4: going bad. to the uk for mvp oh Lima and moscow too.
5: Moscow too, right? And they're gonna go to Moscow for Fedor's last fight. So they're to- so they're traveling to Europe. I mean, split the Maybe. difference. There you go. Take it, take it overseas. I don't know. That's again, if 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 home field advantage is such an issue uh, for Coach Eric anyway, not necessarily for for Pitbull himself. Then yeah, do it. I mean. I, I'd say this somewhat flippantly because I agree. I think you have to keep it in the U.S. That messing with the time zone—this is a huge, huge fight if they fight again. So, the time zone difference is a lot to ask, I think, for for fans. And uh, so, I wouldn't—I would not do that. But I mean, it's an option. It's an option. It's, it, i wouldn't. It wouldn't be my first option. But um, yeah. Otherwise, there's really no way to avoid um, any sort of any sort of home field advantage uh, for for AJ McKee. I think again, you just—if anything, you double down, have it somewhere in California again. He's—he's—he's he's, he's the A side now. He's the A side of this feud.
4: You could have it at the SAP Center, I think, just because of Scott Coker's history there. That's an NHL arena. You've had they've had a million historic strike force strike force and uh, cards there, so think you could do it there. Mm-hmm. How how
3: far is L.A. from San Jose? It's
4: far. You can't. You're not going to drive there. You're taking a plane.
3: Okay. All right. I've never been to the West Coast. So it's I like no if
4: you lived in Massachusetts and you had to go to like I don't know South Carolina. Damn that far. Huh? <laughs> oh, California is a large state. California's big, man. <laughs> there's it a just reason looks like so small. There's a that. reason they want two States with NorCal and SoCal. That makes a lot of sense.
3: Okay. Uh, so that's the main events. We'll see what happens there. There's, there's a lot of doors that could be open. We could do this at 55. I feel like AJ McKee, his 145 pound run is done and I don't blame him. Like there's no big challenges for him anymore. He just slayed the dragon, so to speak. So, Back to 155 he goes, or up to 155 he goes, and I'm excited for the rematch. It'll be a uh, very intriguing stuff to see the build when it happens, where it happens, so forth and so on. So, uh, well, hold on, we let have... me let
2: me cut oh, it real fast. Does everybody on this call do we all agree that that should be next, right? Like they're running this back right away, yeah. immediate rematch at 155? Because I'm seeing yeah. a lot of pushback yeah. from this online, which is surprising to me. Why? Because it feels like this is the most obvious next step. Like there is already a story here now. Yeah. Like this, I would be fascinated. To see how AJ looks at fifty-five and how they
4: do this again. I agree, and I, they should put Patricky versus uh, Peter Queeley, too as the co-main. So if Patricky wins, they could just do a third Pitbull fight with a different brother. <laughs>
3: <laughs> there you go. I mean, what what else can you do? You're, you're gonna throw AJ in there with the winner of JJ Wilson versus Adam Borch, which would be which would be like a fine fight, but yeah, I, like I that mean. Fight. Yeah, I mean it's fine. It's not but even not no. This. no, I'm not it's talking not about even. I
4: like it as a martial arts fight, but there's no way they should do that next if they're trying to make an AJ McKee a star.
3: Right. It's just Yeah. You know, maybe make that like an interim title fight or something. And then we can have some fun from there. Make a unless little they, Unless current. they're
4: just like, Hey Aaron Pico, come fight AJ McKee, which they would never do either. Right. And I don't want to see that yet. I don't anyways. think they would I don't think they would fight each other anyway.
3: What else stuck out to you? I, I thought the cold main event was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Really good fight. One of the best fights of the year between Emmanuel Sanchez and Mads Bernal. Mads Burnell gets the win. 30-27 scorecards. Absolutely egregious and ridiculous. I thought I thought thought the, the, I thought one of the big sour notes from this card was the judging overall. I thought there were a couple of pretty awful robberies. I thought Alara Joanni got robbed. I thought Brent Primus got robbed, even though that wasn't a very exciting fight. And the 3027s for Mads Burnell were just awful. Like, I have no problem with Mads Burnell winning that fight, but 3027, come on, man. Like, that's just brutal. Absolutely brutal. So, that's like kind of like my sour puss takeaway of all of this. But AK, outside of the main event, what AJ McKee did, what was your biggest takeaway from this Bellator 263 card?
5: Well, I, was, I, I, I wasn't i was watching as closely uh, as you guys might have been. I was also monitoring, and so actually, I should say, having a cover um, for our site, UC Vegas uh, 33. But as I told people before, of course, we live in the modern age. You should do everything you can. Your power to watch both fights. So, I mean, you know, the big takeaway was, man, the you know, Magomedovs, the Magomedyarov families, uh, just delivered. Um, it was, it was everything you. Uh, we talked about how tough Manny Moro is, and, and I'm not, and we're not changing that. If anything, that makes Usman Nurmagomedov's uh, finish of him even that much more impressive—that he was able to run through a guy like Manny, who was again is 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 a tough out. So um, Usman is going to be, I think, that the, the other name. I would assume that most people are going to be talking about uh, a lot of hype coming in, even more hype coming out. Um, but again, I, I wouldn't also sleep on uh, uh, Magomed Sharipov, who had a I would say a easier a easier opponent, as it were, and 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 took care of business as he did. So. Uh, that that part of this card really worked out well for Bellator. If if um, as we kind of discussed before the show, if if their goal was to have that a one big main event up top and then kind of lift up all these other uh, prospects uh, on the show, then things worked out. Again, it it's, it would have been nice if Lara Joran had had got that uh, decision against Vanessa Porto. Uh, Chris Gonzalez ran into a very experienced, a much more experienced Goiti Yamauchi, So maybe it's not Chris Gonzalez's time yet. But other than that, a lot of the prospects showed out. Um, so I thought I thought that worked out really well for uh, for Bellator on this night.
3: Sean, what what say you, my man? What else? What was like outside of the main event? What was your biggest takeaway from this Bellator card?
2: Yeah, I echo what AK said. How how wild is it? How how similar uh, Zabit's brother looks to him, right? Like you could you could have <laughs> showed me various angles of that and be like, oh yeah, that's Zabit Magomedsharipov. Like <laughs> it's really crazy. The, the even down to the frames, like they're both so lanky and and tall for the weight class, but so skinny too. Like I don't know, it's, it's very bizarre to watch, but man, Coach Khabib, Coach Khabib out here just killing the game right now. Like, <laughs> he's out here in contention for coach of the year pretty soon. He's another undefeated night for him, 3-0. And, and it really does feel like there is a Russian slash Dagestani invasion going on uh, in Bellator right now. Like these dudes looked like killers. I don't know how to pronounce the name of the one protege of his that got that knockout punch on Daniel Carey, but good God, man, that thing was sick. So all, all around, I agree with AK. I think it was a generally a very entertaining card. The, the Manuel sanchez mads Brunel fight, I thought uh, it, it was a great fight. It did leave a sour note for me because I did score that uh, Sanchez 29-28. I understand giving it to Burnell, but I don't understand the 30-27s. That to me is just absolutely egregious. Uh, once again, I wish we could get some level of accountability from judges because I would just love to ask those two judges, can you just explain to me? Explain to me what you saw. Just explain that round one, how, you, how you're scoring that for Mads Burnell or any of this. Uh, but, of course, we'll never hear from them, so it, that doesn't matter. But altogether, man, I thought this was a really interesting and, and pretty fun night. Uh, and, and AK mentioned Golti Yamauchi, too. Uh, he is sort of their Charles Oliveira in a weird way hmm. uh, in terms of Bellator. Uh, and it, it was fun seeing him sort of explore the the striking game a little bit and get his second knockout of his career, too. So all around, great stuff. Uh, Coach Khabib killing it. And uh, I think Bellator really, really did well tonight, man.
4: What
3: do you think, Jose? What, what's your silver
4: medalist in terms of storyline? It's just, it's Khabib 3 That's That's got to be the answer. Like, it has to be. Like, they dominated. They're dominating the entire game in Bellator and the UFC. So... That's my answer. I can't add anything else uh, than what AK and Sean said.
3: Uh, I, I thought AK was going to go with Jordan. I'm going to win ski, not getting a Winsky.
5: No, as I, I tweeted, it was, it, it was, it was Jordan. I didn't Winsky, ski. Uh, which was very sad.
3: <laughs> uh, good fight. Brian Moore looked really good tonight. And keeper Crosby, for, the ge- new.
5: Good,
4: yeah, good one for Georgia. Korkanian.
5: Georgie. Yeah. Yeah. James
3: Krause. His his new pro, his new prospect in Kiefer Crosby takes the L. Uh, but fun card, really good. Kudos to Bellator, well done.
0: We're this close to crowning an NBA champ. And with the action heating up on the court, it's even hotter at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet, up to 1500 bucks if your first bet doesn't hit.
3: UFC Vegas 33 yes. again a card that had just been taking a beating all week long and several weeks for, for the last couple of weeks even so many co-main events had fallen out we lost almost two more fights and then one came back and we ended up with just an interesting card it was really exciting a lot of finishes some really interesting scraps in the main event Sean Strickland closes the show with a dominant five round decision over your eye hall. AK, this is your event. This is the one that you covered, you watched, you watched this fight every second. Your biggest takeaways from Sean Strickland's victory over your eye hall tonight?
5: Man, F, F the haters, first of all. Uh, F of the haters, especially us in the media, crapping over cars like this all the time, taking away from these fires. It, it was a great card. I couldn't have been more wrong, literally more wrong about anything that happened in this card. I picked one fight correctly. It's not important which one. And, and and I'm not even proud that I got one. I almost wish I'd gotten them all wrong just for the hell of it. Um, so I do have to say, our our picks. We have a picks oh, channel bad. on
2: Slack on MMA fighting. And uh, oh my God, it's a car crash in terms of <laughs> UFC picks here. It, we, I don't know that we could have replicated this bad of picks if we <laughs> tried.
5: There was a lot of upset. Uh, there was quite a few upsets. I'll have to look at the odds closely again, but I believe there were quite a few upsets. Uh, 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 way more than your average UFC card. So we can't be blamed for that. But I was wrong about the. I was wrong about the quality of the card. Not that I thought it was me terrible, but I definitely was. You know, like a lot of us in the media, kind of criticizing it on paper, which I still think is fair. But I- the criticism turned out to be wrong. So that has to be said. I was wrong about Cheyenne Bays and Gloria DePaula. I was like, oh, this shouldn't be in the co-main event. Why is this in the co-main? And Cheyenne Bays, I think, is one of the stars of this card. It was an amazing finish. Uh, she she had the mic skills, like Mike, you always say. Why she she seems very marketable in the eyes of the UFC. She hit all those notes tonight, so good for her. Um, there was a lot of good back and forth fights. I, I thought some of these might be showcase fights. Instead, they were competitive. Um, so yeah, it was it was a really enjoyable card. I still think the or card was. I guess it depends what you were looking for. I do think the Bellator card, from what I saw, was 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 better, at least as far as what Bellator wanted uh, wanted the card to be. But if you're this UFC, you cannot complain at all about how um, UFC Vegas 33 turned out, ravaged by injuries and cancellations. And if anyone tuned into this card, they had a good time. And if you're the UFC, that's what you that's what you promise people all the time. And I, I don't think anyone who, if you only watched uh, the Vegas card, I don't think you regretted it. I think you had a, you had a very good time.
3: Sean, one question we've asked over the last several days on all of our programs is would the winner of Sean Strickland versus Uriah Hall, would they come out of here and have all of us saying this guy is a legitimate threat to the middleweight title? And I didn't think really there's the question right there. Will Sean Strickland ever fight for a title in the UFC? I don't think a lot of people really thought that we would be talking maybe next title contender, but Sean Strickland's been on a roll, man. He's 19 and 0 as a middleweight. He's 5 0 on this current run since he went back to middleweight. He looked really good tonight. Uriah had absolutely nothing for this man. Do you are you buying stock in Sean Strickland right now in terms of title contention? Do you think he can get to the top of the heap and, and fight for a
2: title? Can you see that happening after that performance night? Man, what what a crazy fact that we're even having this conversation, right? Like who really ever, ever, <laughs> ever saw this coming? Uh it, I I like Ak said I was on I was on the Bellator beat tonight so I was mostly paying attention to Bellator I have to rewatch a lot of this UFC card it was on kind of in the periphery for me so I I didn't see the fight too much but oh my goodness man now five in a row for Sean Strickland four and oh, since he's moving back down to middleweight and he's he's just a very Bizarre and entertaining guy like just in general in the cage, right? Like he's definitely like you can tell there's a difference when Sean Strickland is fighting than when a lot of guys are fighting and that you can't say that about a lot of UFC fighters It is very, you know generic I would say overall throughout the roster like there are very few people who stick out like that It's pretty crazy, man I mean if nothing else Sean Strickland comes out of this Absolutely proving that he is somebody who matters now at 185 pounds, which is I don't think anything that we would have thought we would be saying, you know, in 2018 when this guy was kind of just a lean middleweight who – you look back on his lo- – or I'm sorry, a lean welterweight. But if you do look back on his losses, like the losses were to some really top-level top, top level guys like Kamaru and Ponzinibbio and, and Zaleski Dos Santos. So, I mean, maybe this was here the whole time and he was just getting bad matchups and, you know, the weight didn't work out for him. But – it's pretty crazy that that we have reached this place with Sean Strickland, but we have certainly reached it, man. And I am really curious to see how far he can push this. He's thirty years old. He's really in the prime of his career right now. This feels like the run for him. So, man, I mean, we've we've seen this type of thing before, like a Matt Brown style guy just coming out of nowhere who's going to be a contender all of a sudden. I love it every time this type of thing happens. I, I'm really interested to see where the, how how far he can push this. Jose, I don't know how closely you watched the fight.
4: Whole did thing, did baby. you
3: watch? You watch the whole thing? Okay. Was this more, I, I, I would, didn't watch it as closely as you, but I'm just going to go by the different reactions that I saw on Twitter. Was this more about Sean Strickland just being that damn good? Or was this more about Uriah Hall just not seemingly being there? A lot of talk about his his mental state. Like, can he get over that hump? Can he, can he just be there mentally and focused? 25 minutes against a guy like sean strickland and from everything i saw on twitter and from everything i kind of saw in the fight this looked like one-way traffic and it didn't even really at times look like uriah hall wanted to even be in there so what was your what's your sort of gauge on on the fight and and kind of the the two different sides of the spectrum
4: i don't know if sean strickland is an all-around better mixed martial arts mixed martial artist than uriah hall i just think this is an atrocious mashup for uriah hall Like, Uriah Hall needs a lot of space to work. He likes to dance around. He likes to make a lot of magic in there and throw these, like, Tekken-style kicks and kind of catch you coming in. Sean Strickland's whole game is to just walk forward tight and just throw... punches for days and he doesn't stop and then he gets you to the fence and he can take you down and wear you out it's just a bad it is a horrific matchup for uriah hall to fight someone that a can take a lot of damage doesn't give him any sort of range to throw his spinning kicks his leg kicks his like that snap jab that he kind of catches people coming in a lot he doesn't throw a lot of leg kicks so it's not like uriah hall's checking a lot of kicks it was just it was just a bad matchup like i think sean strickland just put together the perfect game plan to just get in uriah hall's face for 25 minutes and just never take his foot off the gas. And, like, I I can't remember which round it was, but, like, he got Uriah to the fence and then shot him for a takedown, and then Uriah Hall stuffed it. And then Sean Strickland just broke free and then just kept going. He didn't get discouraged whatsoever. If step one, if if he, he went step one to three, and then if four, he hit a roadblock... He just worked around the roadblock and then he eventually got it. He didn't falter whatsoever. He was just the the better fighter tonight and I don't know if he's a better fighter like a martial artist. But good luck like stopping that guy if he's just going to keep walking forward throwing all kinds of punches and how old do you guys think Sean Strickland is? By the way, I had to look this up. He's 30. He's 30. He's so young. He is so young. He's he's I'm older than him. He's like one of the few elite fighters that I'm older than. And But he looks like he's way older than he actually is. So uh, I'm interested to see where he goes moving forward, especially with his big win on his first minute. I hope he gets another 25-minute fight, because I like watching the guy fight for 25 minutes. And I will add, I hope he never fights in front of a crowd again, because I love being able to hear <laughs> him fight. <laughs> yeah, I, I,
3: I hope he can just stay to... super active, too.
2: Let me Let me just add really quickly, too. What a horrific birthday. For Uriah Ugh. Hall. Mm. Today's that man's 37th birthday. Happy 37th, Uriah. Oh my god, man. I, again, that's not that's not gonna be one he's gonna be wanting to celebrate or remember anytime soon. What a what a we've talked about this a thousand times over the years with Uriah Hall, but what a bizarre and just utterly strange, strange career this man had like he, he I, I'm guessing at this point it's probably on the downslide like I don't know that he's going to make a title on this kind of felt like some sort of death knell on that sort of conversation right he's 37 he kind of relies on the fast twitch element of the game that doesn't age well um, unless you're Al Romero uh, but if you do this guys a career over like 100 times, I'm pretty confident that there's at least 20 of them where he ends up a UFC champion at some point. And we just it feels it feels like we just ended up with the weirdest worst possible version of of Uriah Hall's career. It's a real bummer, man. I agree. You know, it's um, I, I like that ahead.
5: Jose brought up that like this was the mental aspect of this fight was so if you could see, you know, I know we talk about intangibles, but man, if you could actually you could almost see the different mentalities of both guys being played out, uh, especially when you consider everything we know about Uriah Hall and some of the mental blocks he's faced in the past when competing. And it felt so so tangible uh, tonight. And and Jose brings up a great point. Like Sean Strickland, if he failed at something, he made a mistake. He just go back at it. You you could you could see the gears in his head were aren't aren't like this clunking is, around like they are with Uriah Hall. This it, 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 this is
4: what do you remember when we did this exact show after kevin holland lost to Derek bronson and all i kept saying was i felt like kevin holland step kept stopping at step two in a five-step process like he'd get to step two and then he would just stop sean strickland actually completed the like every single procedure of a fight and that's the difference between these two middleweight contenders
5: nothing will stop sean strickland from implementing what he is supposed to do he knows what he's supposed to do he's like okay i'm gonna do that and it, uh, Jose, you'll appreciate this. It's if you remember, you know, in the the, the, book, money, the Moneyball book, I mentioned mm-hmm. the movie, but the difference between like Billy Bean and Lenny Dykstra, right? Is like they talk about, well, Billy would Billy Bean would make a mistake, uh, and 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 he was a huge prospect, a baseball prospect once upon a time, and, and he would make a mistake and just just kill him, and everyone says, and Lenny Dykstra went on to become an all star, and they were you know coming up to the minor leagues together, and they said the difference was Lenny Dykstra would f up something, and just he didn't care. He just didn't care. He'd move on and just, whatever, go do his thing. And, and he went on to great success. And that's kind of what we saw tonight. And, and and you could say the same thing about Uriah Hall in this fight, anyway. You would see him lose an exchange. And just just tonight, and maybe in some other fights, but tonight specifically, you could see this, like, the look on his face and his body language just kind of slumped down and drained. And it's it's like you said, he couldn't get the space he wanted. And his coroner was getting frustrated. Um, they were doing what they could to motivate him. But this is the Uriah Hall story. Amazingly talented guy, very thoughtful, um, very thoughtful individual, and um, sometimes that comes back to bite him uh, in, inside inside the octagon. And I think we saw that tonight. And uh, I think Sean put it best. This might be the death knell on the um, you know Uriah Hall. Will he ever compete for a UFC title uh, narrative? It's this. This for me was the, was I was a big believer he would do it, and now I think uh, this this was it. Yeah, uh,
3: the numbers. 38-23 outstruck Uriah Hall in the first round, 43 to 22 in round 2, it was 18 to 12 in round 3, 34 to 24 in round 4. Round 5, Sean Strickland outstrikes Uriah Hall 53 to 26. He had his Sheesh. best striking output, best striking percentage in that 5th round. Sick
4: performance.
3: Yeah. It's a bad
4: man. And he doesn't care who he fights. He'll fight whoever.
3: Yep. He's a bad man. I'd like to see him. Uh, I, I already have a name in mind. It's a very popular one. We've already discussed this, so I'm not going to be giving anything away. Uh, <laughs> as far as bonuses you go, go,
2: to the next one, you got to tune into honor. That's them. right. Send we already kind of
3: teased this. Jose even tweeted out uh, <laughs> what we talked about earlier and to, to mixed reviews I saw. Uh, bonuses: Dude. Cheyenne Bays and Melsic, uh, Bagtazarian, Contender Series alums, both got 50K. Uh fight of the night went to Jason Witt and Brian Barberina, which Jason Witt won. He shouldn't have. Should have been a draw. But again, I digress. The judging should have been a 10-8 third round for Brian Barberina. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Great fight. A uh, lot of good finishes on this card. Jared Gooden took a fight on like three days notice. Gets a first round finish. His first Man. UFC win. Yeah, and killed a human being on ESPN. Oh, gosh. Uh, Chris Gritzmacher, Rafa Garcia is a great fight. Yu Fry gets another win over Ashley Yoder. Zaruk Adashev gets his first UFC win, and then Phil Rowe, man,
4: guy's a bad man. That
3: was a hell of a performance. I know he you missed weight, we, so it kind of like takes you away see from him. Called
4: but... out in his press in his post fight press conference.
3: Who did he call his brother?
4: No, he said he wants to fight Kamara oh. Usman next. <laughs>
5: yeah.
3: Ah, oh, Phil. <laughs> shoot,
4: for the, shoot for the stars, man.
3: Golly, I like. Listen, I like Phil. He's a so good dude. Good personality,
4: could be a star. Make I'm pretty weight. sure his reach is one inch shorter than Alexander Volkov, who is a six Stay. foot nine heavyweight, 81
3: inch reach, 170 pounds for that man. He's got to make weight though. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's go to the peeps. Take a couple questions.
4: There's a lot of them I've already thrown up. A lot of them are just saying like okay. or wondering how S- Sean Strickland ever made welterweight or how he couldn't how he couldn't put together welterweight a lot of people are saying uh how soon will aj go over to the ufc this and that a lot of people a lot of our initial questions were about the stoppage between pitbull uh and aj or uh pitbull's team not pitbull specifically kind of making excuses like uh the location of the fight and all that kind of stuff We kind of touched upon that so as the as the Chat was going. I feel like we answered a lot of them. Though I saw a lot of this, did Cheyenne get lucky with that kick? I've seen no. a few people ask this oh, in the oh, comment section.
5: Let me well let me say this. I mean the best answer you say is you have to be good to be lucky and lucky to be good. Um that's something that she trains. I'm sure I'm sure that's a move that she's trained. Uh it wasn't even I don't think it was that some people were saying, Oh, it looked like it was almost illegal. Like, not really. I mean, the very clearly depaula's hands were off the uh off the ground. I don't think Cheyenne threw the kick. Thinking that she was going to get disqualified um no i think there was a lot of skill in it so as as with any any high level strike in um in in combat sports there's a little bit of luck involved but in that case no it had definitely more to do with her training and um yes people are saying she's lucky i'll say it again guys you got to be good to be lucky and lucky to be good she knew what she was doing and that's why she got that finished it's not it was not just pure luck stop it
4: uh, there's, there's like a big argument in our comment section about whether the kick was lucky it's or did, not. It's go, ridiculous! Go, go
3: back and watch Cheyenne Baze's like amateur fights. She's back at extreme.
4: She's back at extreme, right? Yeah, yeah that's, that's, the that's the first. I, the first place I met her was at Extreme, and uh, Eric uh, Eric Nixick was like, "That she's going to be a a monster." And the next time I went back, he's like, "I was like, where's Cheyenne? She go. <sighs> she moved to South Africa, and I was like, "Okay, okay," <laughs> but now she's back, so good <laughs> on her. This line gets thrown out
3: a lot. Cheyenne Bays is uh, she's about that life. I will say that she's she's a violent woman. Yeah. So she's yeah. she's good, man. She she's, she's got to get her ground game in order, as we saw in the Koneho fight. But man, she is she is a vicious striker. Yeah, didn't even take the stool shot. Sean, Sean, Sean Strickland. Strickland
4: didn't sit between rounds.
3: He's such a nut,
4: man. He would like. <laughs> I think after the, the first leg. round, his coaches didn't even say anything to him. Like he just stood there, just right. He just wanted to go back on. It. It's like when Tony Ferguson was like, "I don't need a stool. Let's keep fighting."
3: AJ McKee will go down as the Floyd Mayweather Jr. of the UFC. I mean, maybe.
5: I mean, what he's got to get mean? to the UFC first. Yeah, I, I mean, know what, Bellator someday. is
2: not letting that guy what, man go anytime soon, even,
5: man. I'll tell you that. What does that even mean? Like in what context? Okay, maybe that's it, a weird. Maybe he's
3: looking into the future.
2: Let me ask you guys. I'm I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a question out here because this is going to be a question we're all going to have to reckon with next week when we put together our rankings for August. I'm doing this right now. AJ McKee, is he a top two featherweight in the world?
4: Nope. No. Number three. Uh, I, he's, he's I, number I have Volkanovski
5: number one, and I wouldn't put him above uh, Max Holloway either.
4: I mean, that's literally – I have yeah, him yeah. at three. I have Volkanovski yeah, one, yeah. Holloway two, and uh, McKee three. But like, yeah, he, he'll probably, he'll probably okay, be like he's my... the third best 145er in the world. That's nothing bad to be, you know. I just think he know. eventually he could be. He... But right now, in the year of our Lord 2021, July 31st, 11:34 <laughs> p.m. Pacific time, AJ McKee is the number three featherweight in the world. I kind of have a feeling he. I don't know. I feel I'm like sure he's the number two featherweight in the he world could. right now,
2: and I feel like Max Holloway is the best featherweight in the world. That's where I'm at. That's kind of where I'm I at.
4: I think that's what a lot of people, I think Casey said the same thing. I think a lot of people agree with you. I just, in my, because I don't vote for the rankings on the MMA Fightings panel. So, uh, just in my mind, I default to the champion in number one. Like, even if, so like Charles Oliveira would still be in the number one lightweight, even though I would probably well, that's favor. that's ridiculous though. Even though I, that's I've, ridiculous I've, I've, But I don't vote. <laughs> I don't have a vote. Yeah, I just make the, uh, I just, the UFC uh, says this guy's I, the
2: champion. doesn't make him the best. Like, we know Dustin Poirier is the best lightweight in the world. What are we doing? Come well, on. We well, should, well, we, we should speak
4: save, for yourself. Speak for yourselves, boys. We should save this chat for a possible podcast about our rankings.
5: We'll have, we'll have a rankings show. Your voices okay. shall be heard. But I am not here for the Alexander Volkanovsky nor the Charles Oliveira slander. Uh, people shout out in the comments. Team team my team Volk Boys and my team uh De Bronx boys uh and girls, shout out uh uh-huh. please shout out your, your support for these these constantly slandered fighters uh in the in the chat. Reg-
4: regardless of oh, who's number one, I still would it's so if you want to tell me Holloway's one, I have no issue with that either. I just think McKee at this point is number three. He could very well be number one. I think strength of schedule has uh Holloway and Volkonowski a little higher. Yeah. yeah.
3: Is he on the pound for pound list now? hmm
2: McKee, yeah, for
4: sure, yeah, for sure. There you go. He could be a uh, the, he could be a top five lightweight in like a year or two as well.
2: Could be more. You than get ready
4: run. for those. Get ready for those
3: rankings. There's gonna be some shakeups, friends. It's oh, gonna be
4: some shakeups
3: in the, in the most wait. important but, rankings in the sport
4: right now. I Can't wait. A K. <laughs> ah,
3: there you go. A K. Future Grammy.
4: Oh, award thank
5: winner. you, thank you, JXK9, thank you. There'll be plenty more where that came from. Believe this is me. weird. You have not...
4: This is weird. I hadn't. I've never thought of these People two fighting before in my entire have life. No
5: idea what we're talking about
4: right now. I have. <gasps> wow, Jeremy Stevens sleeps AJ McKee. I have never thought about those two fighting before. What a bizarre matchup.
2: Also, also, <laughs> that's just ridiculous. That's absolutely not true. It's Jeremy Stevens thing, hasn't won a fight in like seven fights at
4: this point. <laughs> like that. We'll cool. never know.
2: Well, we've All right, gone we, we've we gone we time. More?
4: All yeah, of, let's see what we got one more. A lot of them now yeah, are just yeah, talking there's... about the a lot of them now are just talking about rankings. Right. Oh, here you go. Yeah
3: key like yeah, game. That was
4: what I now was if they saying, if, right, if, yeah. if McKee jumps up to lightweight, wins the belt, and never fights a featherweight again, then it is exactly a Conor Aldo situation. <laughs> yeah.
5: Yeah. yeah. All right.
4: right. Let's wrap it.
5: Yeah. Yeah. It's
4: only
3: AK, it's only two forty AM where we're well, at. This
5: was uh this was that moment listen that's uh azan zaman thank you for the comment yes this was that moment i think for uh for mckee on a smaller scale a smaller level but definitely as far as the the fight that took him from from being uh you know a, a promise of what could be to what is beautiful stuff yes
3: i better see aj mckee on good morning america come monday or tuesday morning also america. mike i think this a lot of people not...
5: in
4: the comments wanted you to know that regis philman is dead he is <laughs> i know i know I know. I screwed up.
5: <laughs> Michael and Kelly. <laughs> no, right. Michael doesn't do it. straight doesn't do it anyway. It's also 3 a.m. for Mike. Let's, yeah, get let's wrap it up. Right,
3: right.
4: Give let's me wrap a freaking
3: it. break. All right. We're out of here. Lots of MMA. Uh, remember, UFC 265 is going down next Saturday in Houston, Texas. Casey Lyden will be in the building. Uh, so we'll have all your coverage we, getting ready for
4: that. This we, never
3: stops, folks. The we train might keeps on to, We
4: might have to move A-side to Tuesday because we have media day on Wednesday. Oh,
3: man, so many changes, but we're ready for it. So for Jose, for AK, for Sean, shot. I am Mike Heck. Good night, everybody.
0: With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Vox MMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Bet based on the amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: Support for this show comes from HubSpot. More to-do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot.